Hi and welcome to, this is our, our first, our first um, deliberate attempt at doing a podcast rather than a YouTube video um, and I'm with my friend Dave, Dave Pegg who is the leader of um, Bright Idea Church and he also leads um, an organisation organization called PACE which stands for Programme for Applied Christian Education which both of us work for. And so I'm going to be chatting to Dave about a couple of things. First of all I'm going to be chatting to him in today's podcast about... Um, about Bright Idea Church, about starting something from scratch. So Dave, I'm guessing um, we, we've recently been looking at a, a series called Can These Bones Live? And we've been looking at the idea of seeing traditional church or church that's been inherited, if you like, coming, coming alive. And I guess as a youth worker at a busy, uh, busy churches, that's something you've been involved with, that idea of trying to re, reignite, reignite or, or keep a fire going in an existing context. Is, is, is that yeah. right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, all my life, really, until we did Bright Idea Church, we've been part of existing churches that are up and running, and we've been uh, members in various churches serving, and I've been on staff sometimes as youth worker, serving in those churches to keep things going, but also develop and do new things as well. But it's always been in churches that are up and running and established already. So why do you think we need more churches, new churches, rather than just doing what, we do, doing what we've already done better, more energetically, more enthusiastically? Um, well, someone said we need some churches of thousands, <laughs> but we also need thousands of churches. And I think that's a helpful idea. Um, I don't think there's a right and a wrong. Uh, we just felt for us that God was asking us to start something scratched and it was part of our personal journey with God really over many years we'd been exploring the idea of me being involved in leadership of churches that are up and running already and God one by one just closed those doors really and made it clear that that wasn't the right thing that it, but instead he was asking me and asking us to start something from scratch okay. uh, so rather than an existing church sending people sending resource and finances to plant a church as often happens and it's brilliant uh, but in our case it was we weren't being sent by an existing church we were being released and prayed for and given permission to go as well they were blessing us but we were going just on our on our own basically with God's help to start something from scratch and that was the right thing for us so I don't think it's what's needed all the time but I think it's what God told us to do, and so we've tried to be faithful in that. I think it is about being faithful to what God calls us to do, is at the key of the kibble. I also, when we started a church plant in Bristol, one of, our, one of our big things was that actually we didn't just want to do another church which gets filled with Christians. We wanted to actually do a missional community that would actually reach and engage and be a, a Jesus-centered community um, that was reaching out for yeah. people who didn't currently come to church. And actually, we were, we were, so often we, you hear about church growth and you look around at these churches and you think, well, I know you're already a Christian and you're already a Christian and you're already a Christian. It's almost like, yeah, are we actually seeing growth or are we just simply seeing transfer? But with church planting or, or new communities starting, I think there's possibly an exciting idea about actually reaching people that we're not reaching, that we're not engaged with already. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And me and my wife and our kids, we're following Jesus and we've got friends who aren't 
And we're trying to share our faith with them and help them meet Jesus as well. We're trying to introduce people to Jesus. And there's a lot of them, well, none of them really, were accepting our invites to come with us to stuff that the up and running churches were doing. Uh, there were lots of our friends who just weren't coming to the stuff in those churches, but they are coming to the thing that we're doing now, Bright Idea Church. And so that's just enough by itself for me to think, well, this Bright Idea Church thing is worth doing because our non-Christian mates are coming along to it, yeah. joining with us, journeying with us, getting to know Jesus a bit. Some of them are becoming Christians as well. And they weren't before. And so uh, that's motivation enough for me to think, because I do have my doubts sometimes, what are we doing? This is a bit weird and crazy. <laughs> but that's enough for me to think, no, God's using it and that's good. We should keep going. Um, so you, you call it Bright Idea Church. What is the Bright Idea? How is it different from other churches? What, what, what's its distinctive? Well, um, we say Bright Idea Church is described in four words. Gather, eat, scatter and repeat. Gather, eat, scatter, repeat. So we gather, usually, uh, not so much at the moment because we're in lockdown, but we gather once a month on the first Sunday of the month, usually in a pizza restaurant. And uh, we eat uh, as well. We gather first so that we have an hour's meeting together and we're never longer than an hour. We try and keep it short and punchy. We're all ages and all sorts. And so uh, we're often more kids than grown-ups and we're often more non-Christians than Christians. So it's all ages, all sorts, all together to discover more of Jesus together. Um, the way that we're doing it might be distinctive, but the stuff that we're doing when we gather is the same as what you might expect to find in every church. So yeah. we're opening the Bible, we're teaching, we're talking about Jesus, we're praying, we're um, singing worship songs. We're doing the stuff that God's people do when they gather, um, but we're just making it accessible to the uninitiated and, and accessible to the very young as well. Uh, so... That's the gather. We eat pizza uh, and we, <laughs> we encourage Christians to pay for their food and for their friends' food that they're inviting and bringing. And we encourage non-Christians to not pay for their food. And so for a, if you're Christian, it's an expensive church to belong to. <laughs> you're expected to pay for your food every time and someone else's at least. Yeah. So it's hospitality, it's generosity, it's yeah. personal evangelism. Those are our big emphases. Uh, so, and after we've eaten, we scatter for a month, we go and do life. Someone said to me, how do people serve in this model of church, Dave? And my answer was, they get on with their lives and do it with God. So yeah. they raise their kids for God, raise their kids for God, they do their jobs for God, they do all the bright ideas God gives them. Yeah. Uh, in the stuff, they don't have to find extra time in their diary to come out and serve on a program yeah. to keep the stuff running. We don't have any stuff running. We're doing life with God and we're pushing people out to serve. Um, so that's the scatter. We think that's really important. And then repeat, it all happens over again uh, every month. The other thing that we do is in, on the Sundays in between is we put out a little blog just to keep the conversation going with yeah. the people that we're in conversation with. Um, yeah, so it's gather, eat, scatter, repeat. Uh, we don't own any buildings. We don't have a bank account, a charity number, any salaries or staff. And we're really small at the moment. But even if one day we're not really small, I think we want to retain a lot of the ways that we're doing it right now if we can. So 
pushing people out to get on with it and bringing them together once a month for pizza. And, uh, <laughs> that sound, yeah, that sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a big emphasis on personal evangelism, basically. That's probably, if there's one thing, then it's that. And it's hopefully preventing Christians from the temptation that we have in this culture of ours to consume church. Mm. I want my meaty preach. I want my worship time. I want, I want, I want. And we don't want to slip into that provider-consumer relationship mm. with Christians. We want to push every Christian out uh, to be on a mission for Jesus. I, I also think there's something about busyness that's really unhelpful in, in, in lots of churches. It's all about the programs. We actually feel like we're making disciples because we're doing lots of things and it's busy. But actually... Um, you know, we, we are, you know, talk about personal evangelism. Say, oh well, our church does Alpha, but actually, are you inviting anyone to Alpha? Are you coming along with anybody? Are you, you know, or well, our church does this, or our church has street pastors, or, or whatever? Yeah. But actually, it's it's saying no. Actually, this is down to the question is much more personal. What, uh, what, 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 uh, what are you doing? Um, and actually, it's about yeah. it's about those it's about almost facilitating those relationships and almost saying, I think. How can we as church bless you to live out your best life in God with whatever he's calling you to do, wherever, yeah. wherever he's placed you? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, pushing people out, pushing Christians out to be on a mission. Because uh, yeah. actually church sometimes can be a place to hide away from, hide away from people who aren't Christians and actually be in a cosy, a bit of a cosy club and a bit of a cosy... A huddle, yeah. Huddle, really. Or to feel spiritual yeah. because you're busy. Yeah, very easy. And, and, you know, we're grateful that the rest of the churches aren't doing exactly what we're doing because um, if they weren't, we couldn't say to people, there's a great toddler group just up the road or there's a great youth group this church is doing. Do you know what I mean? We're not reinventing the wheel. We don't feel the need to add our own programme of stuff to some of that. Um, but the only reason we're free to do that is because the others are. So, yeah. We're grateful that the other churches are busy with programmes. Yeah. But it, you're right, it can be a temptation for people to slip into maintenance mode, keeping the show on the road, keeping the things running, programmes and rotors and everything like that. And all of a sudden, you haven't got any time for non-Christian friends and really investing in them. Yeah, I, when I was a vicar, I, I, when I left Kingswood, I, I went down to this pub quiz and I'd been, it, normally Tuesday night, nearly always had a meeting on it. And I was sat there and thinking, this is what I should have been doing most of my time here. These are the people who are friends, who aren't Christians, who I genuinely love hanging out with. And like most of the time, I was sat through boring meetings that didn't really achieve very much. And I thought, maybe, yeah. I thought actually, I've done it all wrong. I've, I've been busy. I've probably done stuff that church people expected me to, yeah. wanted me to, but actually, um, in the terms of, you know, are you building with gold, silver or costly stones? I was now with it. That was definitely mud, straw and hay, the, a lot of the church meetings. And yeah. the, the actual, the, the fruitful stuff that I believe is the kingdom stuff, the stuff that matters, is actually with, yeah. the, with, with, with real friends and real mates. And they're the mates I've kept in touch with since leaving Bristol as well. You know. That's it. So we're just um, having a go, basically. Yeah. And the pressure's <laughs> off. It feels really small and flimsy and new. and But it also feels really liberating and... It feels like family, I guess. It feels like a family meal uh, when we meet. A bit scrappy around the edges <laughs> and we're having a chat about Jesus and we're doing that together. And so, and it's, I used to think as well that the monthly thing was my reason 
yeah. for sharing my faith the 30 days in between. <laughs> I thought, oh, I better share my faith, I better do that, otherwise no one will come to my thing every month. <laughs> and that's the tail wagging the dog, it's the wrong way around. Yeah, the yeah. monthly thing is there. Sometimes our friends come, sometimes they don't, and that's okay. Um, you know, the most we've had is about 20. The fewest we've had is two, when half my family were sick. Uh, no, th three of my family stayed home and I met with a mate. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's not about... Uh, yeah. When someone says to me, how's Bright Idea Church going? I used to think, well, I know what they mean. They mean... Well, I, I could be Thumbs wrong. on seats. Yeah. How many do you gather and what's it like when you're there? Yeah. I think that's often what people can mean. I, yeah. I, you know, perhaps I shouldn't assume that, but now I've only got one answer to that question, how's it going? And it's going great. It's going great. But what I'm thinking is we're trusting and obeying. Yeah. We're just doing that. And we've got no big expectation beyond that, really. We're trusting and obeying. Here's what it looks like. I can't compare it to anything else that we've ever felt in churches before. Um, and I can't worry about that. I think that's okay. We're just trying to do as we're told. And um, I don't think you can fail. Someone else said, I hope it succeeds. And I thought, how can it fail? Sometimes we're doing as we're told. Yeah. You know, if God says stop, we'll stop. Uh, at the moment, he's saying carry on, so we're carrying on. And so I think you just, there's an old hymn, isn't there? There's uh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to, but trust, to trust and, and obey. obey. <laughs> I think that's what we're doing. We're trying to, anyway. Uh, what's this, I mean, I've taken this other guy who I, I, I've yet to capture on video, but I want to. And the, and the secret of his success is, well, faithfulness, obedience. That's yeah. the secret of it all. So, yeah. Um, brilliant, Dave. Thank you so much for... Thank you so much for all of that. That's been giving us lots to think about. And if you've got anyone who's thinking about having a go, what would you say? Having a go at starting something like Bright Idea. Or, I would or, say... Or, or, or having a Bright Idea. <laughs> it starts with you and God, doesn't it? Are you, are you seeking him, listening to him, following his lead? I mean, there's a danger here that there might be a good reason why no one's letting you lead a church so far. Uh, you might be the arrogant, difficult so-and-so and, -so and uh, maybe you're not cut out for it. Or, or maybe you're arrogant and difficult and you are cut out for it <laughs> and God wants you to start something. But that's the second thing. I mean, start with God. But very quickly, talk to your leaders now. You can't be a leader unless you've been under leadership. Yeah. And so have a chat with the leaders who are over you now, spiritually, who you respect. Get their insight and prayer and advice. That's what we did. We spent a long time listening to people who liked the idea and weren't convinced about the idea. We spent a lot of time listening to them before we did this. And we only did it in conversation with everybody. So it just wasn't a big shock to everybody when we plonked another church because that's annoying isn't it so uh yeah start with you and god then chat to leaders and see how god guides you by his spirit through that whole process i guess fantastic thank you so much dave that's brilliant i should say uh, if people want to find out more about bright idea church there's a website it's uh, brightideachurch.com and then you can have a look at what we're up to on there if you want and have a pizza yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Dave.